Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit, empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org, and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. We are less than 50 days to election day. I wanna keep it simple with two reminders for our listeners today. Reminder number one, ask your friends and family if they have registered to vote and help them get that done if they have not. October 5 is our deadline to register here in Texas. The Wise Up Texas social media platforms are releasing language specific instructions. So you can forward that on to friends, aunties and uncles. Reminder number two, study your ballot and vote on the whole ballot. Do not simply vote on the presidential candidate and leave the rest blank. You have to fit, fill all of it out. And that's important for our guest today who is running for Texas State Representative. I'm excited to have Representative Gary Gates here with us today. Um, he represents the Texans of District 10, 28. This is a suburban district outside of Houston. Representative Gates won this seat in January of 2020 in a special election runoff. Now, nine months later, here we are talking about the November election and the ticket will look the same in the sense that Gary Gates will run against Eliz Markowitz, the Democratic candidate. If you're following along with our podcast interviews, you will get to hear from both Eliz and Gary on the podcast. Gary, thank you for your, your time and for wanting to be here today. Will you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay, yeah. Uh, appreciate being here and inviting me to speak for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, Gary Gates, and I represent uh, Fort Bend County, uh, just on the uh, southwest side of uh, Houston. It is probably considered one of the, the most diverse uh, counties in, in the uh, country, even. Uh, and, it's, and then the reason it's considered very, very diverse is because the there's n uh, many, many different ethnic groups uh, are represented in my district, and it's probably also one of the fastest growing districts uh, in, in the state. Um, but yeah, I, I've been elected and uh, we got sworn in in February. Was appointed to two committees: um, appropriations, which deals with the state budget and pensions, uh, which deals with the uh, state's pension funds. And probably couldn't think of two better committees to be on with my background, coming from a strong business background. You know, I own a bunch of apartments, have about 500 employees. And uh, when this pandemic hit, uh, this is probably gonna be Texas is facing one of its worst economic crises in history. And those are, uh, you couldn't be on two better committees if you wanna get involved and having to deal with the problems that the state of Texas are gonna be facing. Yeah, no, that's a great point. We're really um, going through something right now, right? I mean, we're looking at unemployment numbers that we haven't seen in a really long time in, in Texas. Um, and, and like you said, you've been in office basically in this position since uh, late January or February when you were sworn in and um, it's been a hell of a year, whether you look at the pandemic, the economic impact of the pandemic, small business owners struggling, people uh, struggling with the, the health crisis of it all. 
and um, the fight for racial injustice that is going on at the same time. So yeah, it's been quite a year. Our, our, our uh, Texans are all just grappling with a lot. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your platform? Um, what have you been up to this year and what do you intend to do in the future for, for Texans if you win this race? Again. Well, one of the main parts of my platform is education. You know, I have a, uh, I, I myself have a very diverse family. Uh, we have 13 kids, adopted 11. We adopted from mothers who had been in jail or uh, on drugs. And we adopted a, a sibling group of four blacks that had been in 20 different foster homes. So I have a, a very diverse family. Um, but I also, um, in owning, uh, I own about 8,400 apartments, bought the first one, I, uh, still own the first one I bought in 1986 and uh, have about 500 employees. And what's always concerned me about our education is we seem to have this mindset that every kid has got to go to college. And while I have a son that went all the way through law school and academic scholarships, uh, I also have a lot of other kids in the middle that uh, never were gonna be college material. And I think what we see, and you know, a lot of the problems in the social racial injustice, a lot of it, I think it comes from the fact that not everyone uh, has a clear path to uh, being productive members of society. And part of that is because I think we focus that everyone's got to go to college. And, and, there's, and the fact is the vast majority are not going to go to college. And I want to see vocational training be brought in a much bigger way in our schools so that kids, when they graduate, if they're not going to go to college, uh, they're going to have productive skills in today's job market. I have 500 employees and 300 of them in a construction crew. And we can't find uh, uh, welders and HVAC technicians and uh, plumbers and electricians and managers. And these are all jobs that we pay fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year. And so uh, that's a big part of what my platform is. And also dealing with health care. Um, I'm on appropriations and I want to deal with the part that deals with the state's health care system and trying to bring in, uh, allowing people to have more com uh, access to more competitive pricing uh, instead of it just being uh, controlled by the big insurance companies or the big hospitals. Those are the two main parts of my platform and I've been working on legislation that I hope to uh, put together and, and have filed at the beginning of the session. So for our, for our listeners that don't know, um, can you explain how that works, how the Texas legislature goes in session and out of session? Sure. Um, it goes into, you know, we are only one of three states that have actually not been in session during pandemic. And, uh, you know, we kind of pride ourselves only being in session for a little over five months every other year. And sometimes it's maybe that needs to change a little bit because during this pandemic, you know, certainly members of the legislature have had no input into what's been going on. And, uh, but, we go into session in January, and then uh, you know you elect a speaker of the house, and bills usually don't get filed and set for committee hearings till about March. And by April, May, they start hitting the house floor to be voted on. So it's a very, very fast. Uh, it's kind of designed not to pass bills more than it is to pass bills. And, and while that's good, and most times, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to really deal with all the crisis that Texas is facing economically because I believe 
the worst of the economics hasn't been felt yet. Uh, it's going to be felt on down the road as businesses can't open back up and, uh, you know, wait till uh, all the drop in appraisals happen because of retail and restaurants and office buildings have been closed. Well, that's not going to hit till next year um, because the appraisals that are happening now and the taxes being paid is based on January 1st of this year and the pandemic wasn't in effect then. And so when all that happens next year, that's when the school budgets are really going to get hit hard. And so this is going to be a, a multi-year uh, process of us trying to dig out of this hole that I don't think we've begun to hit bottom yet. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think uh, you're absolutely right that we have yet to see kind of the full effects of this pandemic. So I, just a little bit more about your uh, this race. I mean, it was one that got a lot of attention. Um, those who are, you know, follow politics closely uh, might remember that the, the, the runoff got a lot of attention. That didn't really mean that there was a huge amount of voter turnout. You know, most people just turn out for the presidential election. Uh, if, you know, some of them will turn out for midterms. Um, so it, it wasn't necessarily a surge of voter turnout for a, a runoff election, but there was a lot of hype around it. Um, you won it by 16%. Uh, what are you, what are you looking at going into this race 50 days away? Uh, what, how do you feel like it's going to look this time? You know, it, it uh, yeah, you don't have quite as much as a turnout in special elections, but this one actually happened to be the highest turnout in Texas history. There was almost 31,000 votes uh, that t turned out in the uh, in the runoff uh, between me and my opponent. And one thing that, that did help me is, is I took my message to the door. Uh, I, I knocked myself personally. I knocked on 17,650 doors. And that's what turned the election. And through that process, I asked for three things at the door. I asked, can I have your support? You know, I asked, what was your top issue? And can I put up a yard sign? And through that process, we put up over 2,300 yard signs that I personally was able to get. And now in this for this election coming up in November, we have over 3,000 yard signs. Uh, and so many people that came in to the polls said, you know, you stop by my door, you stop by my door. I have your yard sign because you stopped. And so when I took that message, you know, this is a very diverse community and I wanted people to know that I represent all and that, and what I found is everyone really is concerned about the same things. They're concerned about jobs, the economy and education. It doesn't matter from what part of the ethnic background that you come from. That was a message that connected with everyone. And so uh, I think I'm in the best position with, with my business background to be able to, to carry those through. And we're taking that same message to the door and, and, uh, and we'll be delivering it through the mail and, and other available means with that same message that prevailed back in, um, in January. And so we expect uh, another, you know, good victory. Well, Representative Gary, we've got just a minute left here. I do want to ask you, is there something specific you want to tell our listeners? Most of our listeners are from the South Asian community, um, a community that is very much represented in your district. Um, any message that you have for our listeners specifically? You know, I, I think... Um, <clears throat> I, I had a lot of support from the from the Asian community, and like I said, you know, jobs and education is what resonated w 
people at the door. And I, that's the position that I'm going to, uh, those are the parts of my platform that I'm going to uh, carry on forward with. And I just uh, hope I can continue to gain their, you know, we, we've also, during this pandemic, uh, we kind of created a care package where we put up, uh, uh, found out what people were interested in during this pandemic. And, uh, and our care package included masks and gloves and sanitizers. And we did over 10,000 distributions through drive-throughs and have done over 4,000 home deliveries. And that's given us a chance to uh, really be able to connect with the community throughout my district. And we're just going to continue on with that. And if anyone ever has any questions, you know, my cell phone is, uh, you know, 713-899-7870. I put it on all my literature and I encourage people, if you have any questions, give me a call. Well, that is our interview to, for today. I want to thank you, Representative Gates, for joining us. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise Up Texas does not endorse any candidate or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air on Radio Azad and DFW. Thanks for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.